if you're going to get out there and be out in the public face, it's either you put that mask on and make everyone love you, but you may not really be yourself or even love yourself or no one even gets to know the true self. And the reason why you put that mask on and get out there is because you want people to love you, but not to hate you and to put you down. Or you completely own who you are, take on all the love and take on all the hate and live with that and feel that suffering, but also be cool because you know it's you and you, and you have nothing to run from. Where if you're always putting that mask on and pretend to be somebody else, well, you can't that's be, draining. You, can't be, you cannot be all things to everyone all the time. I, I love that. You know? Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostu. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. We're here. We are back. Sunday afternoon sesh. Got our scotch. Yeah. Cheers, Ready for brother. you. Cheers. And cheers take, to all our listeners. Takes the edge off. Uh, it's good to have a bit of pre-recording nerves, I think. It means we're excited. It means we take it seriously. 100%. And, and also, it's Sunday afternoon with yeah. a brother mm-hmm. and with all of our friends. And with the dogs. And our dogs, of course. No, They're not drinking scotch. No, no. Looking <laughs> in spades here on their bed. Yeah. In a very well-trained bed command as usual. He was actually forcing himself on, on the <laughs> he cushions. He didn't wait. Yeah, I had to lay them out for him. We're like, hey, man. Then I, we took him off. We put him down. We were getting now on your bed. And he's like, what the hell do you want? You know? That's, <laughs> yeah, a, that's, a, that's a good conditioned response. He comes in this room straight away onto his it, bed. Man. Yeah, we did the last one over Zoom. I've been missing these guys. So it's good to see them. Sometimes it's, um, you know, like especially for me, I, I'm still like to give you an example. I'm still a week away from my NDTF course and I don't have my own dog yet. So a lot of this can still be very much in my head because mm-hmm. I'm listening to a lot of, say, like the boys on Canine Paradigm and listening to our stuff and talking to you about um, looking forward to that next phase of getting yes. hands-on and, and getting my own dog, man. So Very exciting. Yeah, so this time in a week I'll be at um, Pet Resorts Australia um, learning from Glenn yeah. and the others there. Getting the practicality Can't up. Can't wait. Very exciting. Cannot wait. I remember when I did it. It was so so good fun. Yeah. They sent the schedule out this week by email. I was I'm so pumped. I can't wait. It's good. It's so good. And you got something new to look forward to. Yeah, so it's man. out of your routine. Yeah. yeah get yeah. you up even more sharper in the morning, probably before your alarm. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. When we're all in anticipation. It's, um, been a long time coming. Because I pretty much applied for it at the start of the year. So and with COVID and everything, like I was originally supposed to do this block in I'm going to say like early June. Yeah, it was June. So, mm. you know, we're already two months behind. Yeah. So, fingers crossed nothing else happens in Sydney. I hope everyone's safe in Victoria and all around the country and uh, all over the world. It's obviously not the ideal times at the yeah. moment, but we remain positive and- 100%. Focus on our dogs. Yeah, well, we can only control the things we can control. It, so, bro. just be good at it. That's it. What else can you do? And in that vein, today we're going to talk a bit more about um, an episode for dog trainers themselves, right? So, a bit more of like a self-care type series that we're doing. We've done for dog trainers. We did one. This will be the second one. And we're hopefully just like the Puppy 101 that we're trying to have a mini series within the podcast. So, everyone that like that specific focus 
they know that it's for them. And maybe for other people that may not be super interested, they can listen to it anyway because we'll give – I'm sure we'll share some advice that can be cross-cultured. But, yeah, yeah definitely for all that dog friend, dog trainer friends out there, you know, maybe maybe they're in this situation and this could help them. Maybe it helps them with advice that they can give to others. Yeah. All right. What so And so um, you had spoken to a friend – a few months ago about yep. some some things and he's already got a he's, he's like me I guess he's come into dog training at a later stage in life and he's already fairly established in his career and so he's having some I guess some maybe some mental or other blocks in terms of making that smooth transition well uh, yeah there's there's some things holding him back of course he's got a family he's got already got a full-time job and he's been doing some dog training on the side yeah. when we spoke about that five six months ago he was saying that he was probably doing one here and there yeah but he hadn't fully committed and like he's got these business cards ready, but there's just something holding him back. And I asked the question, hey, bro, what's up? And then he wrote me the things that we're going to read out today. Yeah. Like he fully dot pointed a few yeah. paragraphs almost, Yeah, which was good because it means that he gave him the chance to think about it. And I had a friend just yesterday ask me just a question about like, hey, what are your specific goals for that specific thing? And you can play it over in your head. You can even talk about it, but writing it or like or typing it and then you reading back on it. Actually, like yesterday when I looked at that, I was like, oh, wow, those are actually my goals. And I, f- I know, look, I am all about setting goals mm. long-term and short-term mm. and I do it. But this was a little bit different that I hadn't. It was more of a more recent thing that had come up. So, it was, it's good to even write your things down so then at least you know what you're, what you're struggling with and then that could be half the, the process of overcoming it. I was listening to a, uh, a Tim Ferriss episode the other day. Shout out Tim Ferriss, one of my favorite podcasts. Um and he was interviewing a guy called David Allen and he wrote this book called Getting Things Done. And so, it's basically about – a lot of it's about email organization, yes and no. But it, the main idea is that it's about getting the ideas out of your head, getting to-do lists out of your head and onto paper, whether that's physically on paper or in a, some sort of note program. And his thing is your ideas are for uh, your sorry your head is for having ideas, not for holding them. Mm. And actually, that's something that I'd never practiced until I listened to that episode. And I've just been like anything that I think needs to be done, not in the minute. I write it down straight away. And it's actually, look, it could be like a total placebo, but I find that it's actually helping to clear my head a little bit because I'm not holding on to that. Oh, I've got to do that. Got to do that. Got to do that. You know, it's in the notepad. Exactly. All I've got to do is go back to the list and it's there. Exactly. If, if you can take care of it in two minutes, I do it straight away wherever possible. But other than that, I write it down. And I find that actually helps a lot. Um, Stephen Covey in the seven highly if Seven habits of Seven highly effective people. Exactly. Yeah. At the end of it, towards the end, he said, writing all of your goals, ideas, or whatever it is down crystallizes your thought. Mm. So, writing crystallizes thought. And when I heard that, because I do a lot of audiobooks, hearing that really resonated because- And since then, like I think since, since I started the business, I've been- Or even before that, I wrote down yearly goals. I have a theme for my year. Every year has it, like just for my myself personally. Yeah. And my yearly goals- have to then translate directly to my to-do list, which is like a short-term goal. So, all of those little things have to be complementing the big thing. And one thing that I noticed was even writing it down and just reading it once a week or as often as I could, you look back like a year, two years later, because I still have them in that same book. And it's, and I look back and gone, I've got half of these things. Like we've ma- like not manifested or worked towards. You or kind of have though, I think. Well, like- Sometimes we, we say, look, I'm, I don't like to get too woo-woo either, but- you know, people say like, oh, I manifested it. It's like, well, you kind of did because you've 
you've written it down, whether or not that's some kind of the universe has given it to you or whether I think it's more just about you've put more intention behind it exactly. by actually writing it down. Yes. I agree with that. Well, mm. what is manifesting? Can Do you want to believe it as I wrote it down so then, you know, the universe just gave it to me? Mm. If you believe that, then that's okay. I think I think having that faith is important, but I think also action is important too. You yeah. can't just write down not do anything. Yeah. You have to actively pursue that because you could also work really hard but have no direction. Then you will never get the things that you wanted. Yeah. And um, I watched a movie the other day. It was a cute movie. Under the Tuscan Sun or something. It was about mm. this chick who got divorced and lost all this stuff. And she went to Tuscany for took taking a friend's um, honeymoon or whatever. And then she found this place and just off, off a whim just bought it. Yeah. And then she was speaking to the guy. Like she goes, oh, she was really upset. I want a wedding to be in this place and raising a family and work with a baby here. And towards the end of the movie, she was upset. But then the guy goes, hey, it's so cool that, you know, when we first met a year, two years ago, you um your your wishes have come true. And she goes, how? And she goes, and then one of her friends that she met out there had a wedding on the property. Her friend that had divorced her partner with the baby came and stayed with her. So now they're raising a baby. They've got the wedding. And then she's like, oh, wow. And like, and what resonated with me is that you don't know what you have until someone points it out to you. And also she wanted that and now she's got it, but she didn't realize she had it. So sometimes we need to sit in meditation or have someone with an objective opinion to point out the things that you've got because we always want more and more and more. You get it, so you want the next thing and the next thing. And when are you actually content or comfortable with yourself? And that's a bit of a balance, right? Yeah. You know, being a business owner, it's always about get hungry, get after it, go, go, go. And then the spiritual journey about knowing yourself is about being content that if you were to die tomorrow, you're What's your legacy? You're, yeah, you're, you're content with your life. You don't want to be suffering on, on your deathbed, so to speak, right? Mm. It doesn't have to be that extreme. Mm. But um, the content part of you and get, staying hungry, you need to keep those two in balance and in check. And maybe the hunger, just a little bit more. So then, you know, you have an imbalance to always be searching for balance. Yeah. You know, you never ha- have a complete balance. That yeah. defeats the purpose of seeking it in the first place. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> nice one. Thank okay, you. Okay, so what have we got here? So, this guy said, I took time to examine the real reasons behind my procrastination and this is what I came up with. Number one, fear of mistakes and not knowing how to f- fix a behavior problem in dogs, right? Looking and then, and then looking like a hack. So, that's a big one, right? Mm. Because you get hired as a dog trainer, if you walk in that front door, that person's pinning all their hopes on you. Yep. They're like, I'm going to pay you X amount of money. You're here mm-hmm. for 90 minutes, two hours. God, please help me because yep. I, if I didn't need, if I wasn't in this position, I wouldn't have called you in the first place. Very true. Um, a quick answer is you just got to get out there and do it, number one. And you learn from mistakes. So yeah. you can't not have mistakes. You need the mistakes. And unfortunately, this is life, whether you're a dog trainer or a plumber or, or whatever, is that you got to kind of screw some things up. Mm. Hopefully not majorly. Well, you only learn when you're wrong, right? By definition, you can't learn something that you already know. That and also if you're so scared of making the mistake, you'll never even do anything. Yeah. So, and that's, th- and that's paralysis by analysis. Yeah. It's like, oh, what if I do this? To- I do this wrong. I do this wrong. And then you've done nothing, right? Exactly. I can be guilty of that. I'm a bit of an overthinker sometimes. Mm. Um, and me too. Yeah. <laughs> For I, sure. I think it's a bit of an A-type personality thing, you know? We don't like to get things wrong. But- Especially if you're a go-getter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the long term, that's probably not going to get you 
the goals that you want. To answer half of that is that you know 1,000 times more than the average person. Like, I know who, who it is that wrote that. Well, that's it. And you know more. Like, I had Nick with me as, um, I guess, an apprentice. I'm just trying to teach him the ropes because I've become, I've become inundated with calls. I'm way too busy. I need someone to help me out. Yeah. And he's well learned, but there's a few things that I want to teach him because he's going to be representing me and, and what we do. So, you know, we're, we're doing it nice and slow, right? Yeah. But there was something that he said the other day when he jumped in. He's like, man, I was like so nervous about when I have to eventually do this. He's only a young bloke, 20 years old. And he says- uh, It's like you when you started out. Yeah, 100%. You, how old yeah. were you when you did NDTF? 20. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, um, so I'm a little bit older. Yeah, just a little, <laughs> just a little bit. Old man. No. 34. And, um, but he says, but I just realized how much more I know than most- most average dog tra- um, owners, right? You wouldn't be there in the first place yeah. otherwise. Especially you be, you- they wouldn't be offering you a spot in the front door and, and saying his, you know, money. Well, not even that. Like, even Nick, like, even having his doubt is that, first of all, he's done a course. He's been implementing it with his new dog. So, he's, he's getting things. Obviously, there's lots of things that he has to learn mm. and grow into, which is fine. But just knowing, just even having the the drive to get out there and want to train dogs, and you've done some research behind it, you're already ahead of the game. So, yeah. if you can share some of that with, with new people, that's good. And then over time, you'll see how things are working. So, you repeat them yeah. or you improve them further. Yeah. And then you go, hey, look, that didn't work because in one session, no one's getting anything done anyway. Yeah. So, then after a couple of sessions with that one dog, you have a look back on it and go, hey, you know what? Actually, it's working or I need to change my my method with this. Yeah. And you also have to have the courage to be like, look, this dog's pretty difficult. Yeah. I've come out here. I've consulted. We've seen each other twice. You've, you've improved in some ways, but in others I ha- you haven't. And I think you sh- I would recommend you to X, Y, and Z. And I do that all the time. Yeah. And especially when I was first starting out, I didn't want to take too much on where I, it was dangerous for me and the dog and the yeah, owners. Yeah, of course. I, Glenn, um, Glenn says that. He says, don't let your ambitions get confused with your abilities. Right? Yes. Which yes. is totally true. Like have the- With your ambitious. With yeah. the ambition. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. don't be too ambitious, right? Well, yeah, don't, don't, yeah. As in like- Don't mix- Don't, don't assume, mix, yeah. don't get yourself into into the shit because you took on a situation mm. that you probably should have referred on to someone else. And then how do you know then if it's too much if you haven't tried it? Do you know what I mean? So, that's where that it has to come I think your gut will tell you, no? Yeah, if you're in tune. Yeah. And- um, I think your gut will tell you if something is- it was too much for you, but and I, and I've heard him talk about this is when people refer, say like NDTF students will refer a really difficult case back to him, and they'll just say, "Hey man, like, can I just come watch the session?" Yeah. And he's like, "Of course you can come watch the session." For sure. Like, firstly, I'm a, I appreciate that you referred it back to me, because ultimately it's about the best outcome for the dog and the exactly. owner. Um, and there's why wouldn't I want you mm. to, to learn this yeah. as well? Exactly. And then also in, in saying that, you're going to see some random behaviors that, that you've never seen before. It doesn't mean that you can't fix it. You just need to be open-minded to apply the certain fundamental technique of desensitization, counter-conditioning, whatever it is, and apply it to that specific thing. So, yeah, then that's what a dog trainer is. It's a problem solver Yeah, to see things objectively from the dog. Um, and from the owners compared to being – when you're in the thick of it, you don't see the problems, you know. Um, what was the initial point? Oh, I'm a fear, fear of making mistakes. So, I think – Fear of mistakes and not knowing how to fix a behavior problem and then looking like a hack. Forget about – look, man. So, that's you- an ego thing, isn't it? And I don't mean a negative – I'm not saying mm-hmm. he's egotistical, but that is in a psychological, technical mm-hmm. sense, that is the ego, mm-hmm. right? And what they would – what psychologists would refer to as the ego. Yeah, just – Look, if you know you're not a hack and you're not charging a thousand dollars an hour, then 
that is that's your personal thing that is holding you back, which is something that needs to be reflected on. That's another conversation as well, too, right? It's like just because you're the cheapest or the be- or the most expensive doesn't necessarily mean you're good or bad. The most competent Pr- yeah, prices exactly. in a lot of situations, prices the pro- value is what the market will pay. So it doesn't actually matter what you charge if the market pays it. By definition, you're not charging too much. Mm. Yeah, that like I'm going to get sign writing on the car, and I've got three different quotes. One was like seven hundred, one was seventeen hundred, and I'm like, wow. That doesn't mean that the seventeen hundred dollar guy is the best. It it doesn't. Now I know that from the the lead that I got is that yeah, they're like they're, he did say that they're really really good, blah blah blah. But also the other one that he gave says they're awesome too. Mm. Maybe one's taking has gotten more of a reputation, so I've gotten more jobs, which then means they have to ramp their prices up so then they can. Manage it possibly, yep. or maybe they know that hey, the price is there anyway. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna get the job anyway, and we're doing good. He may be at a point where he's so busy that he prices that as not, not, not to turn you away specifically, but like if you want to work with him, he's at a point of a level of business where that's the price, yeah, and you may have to wait a little bit, and mm-hmm. that's just the price, and maybe he has, and more- that's where his business is at, yeah. Or and you can go to someone who has less experience and charges a little bit less. Their waiting list is shorter. Mm-hmm. There's a million different variables. Exactly. So that's up to and and like and look in terms of like the fear of making mistakes. That's why I think it's good to get out and dog training aside, getting out there and doing those new things. Yeah. Go to that new, you know, class that you wanted to learn of that new thing that it is that you've always been interested in. So then you can step out of yourself for a bit, have an experience, meet new people, and you know that can go across the board in so many ways. You know, and like mistakes are only. Mistakes are lessons if you've learned from them. If you don't learn from them, then then they are a mistake right. sort of thing. So I think that's all comes down to your own self and going, look, you know what? How about you take on lots of puppy training sessions? Hard to screw that up um, as long as you've got the right um, knowledge behind you. well trained. He's done yeah. NDTF. Yeah, you should. Yeah. And then also take on the easier jobs like loose lead walking, some obedience training, and then maybe leave the behavioral issues aside mm. for other people. You can recommend them on. Because that's the hardest and most 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 scariest right. thing, yeah, and then you the yeah, and then you dabble in a couple of these random yeah. behaviors. Yeah, we're working on obedience, but you may see one dog has a certain thing and they forgot to mention it, and then you see it as a problem, but they don't. And then over time, that's how your confidence grows because you have to also know how to communicate with people. Of like course. we can send the dogs to you. That's why I go in the shelter and working on all these dogs, and you see the progress every week that you come back. You're seeing that the dog's improving in certain things. That's one thing that is giving me the shits at the moment with COVID is that I can't go to the shelter, and it's, that is a bit of a block. Like it's massive. Sure. Man, because otherwise I'd be down there. Ideally, I'd like to be down there every weekend. Totally. So know? then another thing you can do is go. Hey, look, you got three friends with dogs, or you got some neighbors, neighbors with dogs. Yeah. So then hit them up, and and that's another stepping out of your yourself mm. as well. Yep. So um, there's always ways around it, but you have to develop in those people skills. Now I know this individual has good people skills, so I don't think that is holding him back too much. Um, Maybe it's his perception of his own skills. Mm, made like you know, like when you're at school, HSE is this the last exams you do of high school for international people. And HSE was like a big monster. Yeah, man. It's like, well, the HSE is coming. And it meant zero, nothing, really anything. Yeah. You know, of course, if you want to get to uni straight away- you Give want you an to example, get like my youngest brother basically failed the HSE. I think he- I'm not going to say he did, but I, he basically did. Like, he bummed out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really scared him. 
he took a gap year and then he got through into Sydney Uni through like a side pathway where he had to like study really hard and did like a, a short course and then and then kind of leapfrogged in. And then now he's like a fully qualified physiotherapist yeah. four years later. And I think if he hadn't failed the HSC, I don't think he would have put as much work into uni. And mm. now he's like so serious about his career. Yeah. You know what I mean? And an, and that's and that's exact classic example of yeah. putting something too much on a pedestal, but also oh there was a point, bah it's gone it'll come back. What's the next one? <laughs> so the second one was getting the right clients who want to do the work and are accepting of balanced training methodology. Well, that's a big one in our mm-hmm. in our field because there's that whole balanced versus purely positive. Um, we have discovered uh, discussed that briefly, yeah. but it's a it's a big thing. I mm. guess you have to. How do you deal with it? I've asked you about this before. Like, let's say you get a cold lead. If you get someone who's referred, do you find they've generally been explained from the other person that you are a balanced trainer? I think no. I'm going to exaggerate. What let's I'm say saying. that was a behavioural issue, and then that person refers you to someone else. Do you think they've explained it? Um, where like, you had to use corrections and that sort of thing? I think it just comes down through their speech. Like, look, Pat Panos came and showed me how to reward the dog in ways that the dog understands to do good things, mm. but also he's a he's very disciplined sort mm. of person and my dog now understands what no means Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. He's like how they would probably explain it. But dog trainers and people that have done some research or depend on how PC they lean in life generally would do that sort of research and go, oh, I need someone to do this. But it's dog trainers that think yeah. and talk about yeah, this more. Yeah, yeah. Joe down the street with their dog couldn't give a shit. I mean, like when in I heard way. you worked with Chloe, I had no idea what the hell balanced training was. Exactly. I was like, oh, dog trainer. They're dog trainer the came. Yeah. Oh, look, the dog's heaps better than last time. Yeah, yeah because we had this guy come in. Here's his number. Yeah. That's the conversation. Yeah, right. So, again, another thing. Too much on a pedestal, that's what social media does or us thinking about it too much, is that now there's people that have called me and they say, oh, I want a trainer who uses positive reinforcement. I'm like, hey, man, I use heaps of positive reinforcement. More positive reinforcement than anything. Probably 90-10 split on your training. Most likely. Because what do we always say? We're trying to teach the dog what we want them to do, Mm -hmm. not what we don't want them to do. By definition. For sure. So, you can correct a dog for the incorrect behavior. Mm Mm-hmm for undesirable behaviors mm-hmm. but if you don't have the yin to the yang of that situation mm-hmm. as in show show me show me what you want the dog yeah. to do mm. look then you, I, then you don't have that balance look it's like i don't say go to my boxing coach right for example because he's going to tell you off if you don't do it and i saw him i rocked up at the end of one session, the guy was being a, um, a bit of a sissy. He's like, oh, it's too hard. He was complaining, Another right? guy? Yeah, another guy. I was yeah. just getting ready. Yeah. And then my trainer just lost his shit at him, right? <laughs> he, it's all it's all bro friendly. It's all respect. But it's like, stop being a fucking pussy. What's wrong with you? Hurry up. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. Um, I like that, first of all, because hence why I'm going. I, I can do it at gym, home yeah. and hit the bag, right? Yeah. But I don't just go there because he's going to tell me off and he doesn't even tell me off. But I know that he will tell me off. So, when he goes, okay, five minutes of, of a round, awesome, 40 push-ups. And I'm like, yes, sir. Because I like, I enjoy that. Me too. I, you know I what like I mean? That, I don't yeah. want you going, oh, try to do as many as you can. That's like, what no, Sarge push was it. like when I was, doing PT, when I was doing boot camp. He's very much like that. And he's ex-military as well. So, it was very much that style. And, man, I've never – I wasn't – 
that was the fittest I've ever been, and I've never been that fit, fit since. So, and we need it worked. you need that that um that bro respect. You need mm. that that guy to be like, hey, he was a mentor for me yeah, as well. Pull your head out of your ass and do the thing that you need to do. Yeah. And that's in a way that assertiveness is creates more of that respect because also at the end of the session, he's like, hey, bro. That was a sick session. Yeah, and you yeah. know he means it. Yeah. Because he's willing to tell you no. Yeah. Sort of thing. So yeah. um, but I don't go, hey, go to Bart because he's going to kick your ass if you don't. It's like, no, man, he's good. He motivates you. It's awesome. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. in turn and also don't feel guilty that you're a balanced trainer, bro. You're being the best trainer that you can be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if anything, we need more people to be like, of course I that's, told my that's child. That's a very good point, actually. Um this is a bit of a sidetrack, but we do love um, Uncle Jordan. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to bring this up quickly. I remember I was listening to an in- a more recent interview with him, maybe in the last couple of years. And he was talking- Jordan Peterson. Jordan sorry. Peterson. And he was talking about how he'd been fielding a lot of criticisms, people saying like, um, why is your audience um, so heavily skewed towards males and um, all this kind of stuff? And he, and he found himself- at some point, like on the back foot being like, oh, yeah, I'm not really sure. Like YouTube tends to skew towards male. So, it could be that most of my audience is on YouTube. And then at some point he was like, why am I apologizing? Like mm. I never, in none of my interviews does this say, hey, guys, all the boys out there, come and listen to me. It just so happened that that, that it felt like that. And what's wrong with talking to men any more than- anything, what's we wrong need with, that more, right? Well, it, what's <laughs> wrong think. with talking to, to women? Like yeah. everyone's allowed to have their own audience. Exactly. I feel it's ridiculous to assume that every single person out there should be talking to every single other person out there. Exactly. You know, just to treat someone equally don't mean have to go unequal. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay when we have the... um, All right. So, for example, I'll go back to my original point. Don't worry about what I was going to say. Is that I don't feel bad when I tell Leonardo no when he climbs on the heater when it's turned off. We have a gas heater when he's crawling around. It's going to be on. It's going to be on and he's going to feel that shit. Yeah. Now... We could say you need to put something around it, which we thought about, valid, but we've got an aircon as well. So we just, when he's around, we manage it, we turn it off, we let the aircon go. Yeah. But still, when he goes up and climbs onto it, I say no. And you know what? Like, again, he's only young and there's no, like, I'm not following through. He just doesn't, I'm like, no, nah. And then he literally, like, this morning, he stopped and he crawled away from it. I'm like, yeah. awesome. It's non confrontational. I'm not freaking him out, but I'm telling him that's no he's good. Setting a boundary. Of course. Now, I don't feel bad about that. If anything, thank you. If he understood, 20-year version of him would be like, thank you for sending me some boundaries and foundations, you know? Um, We had um, Rachel's niece over today, her brother's kid, Lana, and she's adorable, three, almost four. And so, like, she's pretty cute now, you know, like she's um, at that age, I guess they're they're not as as selfish as they are at two two years old. They're much more interested in in you and that kind of thing they want to play reciprocal games and that kind of thing and then at some point we were letting her eat some pringles and she was going in for the nap and she had like the the foil lid from the pringles in her hand and rach had already walked into the our bedroom to set up the bed for her and lana she still does it man like she still tests boundaries and she had the foil thing in her hand and as she was walking out of the room i'm i was sitting on the couch and she turned around and looked at me and she just threw the foil on the ground (laughs) And she kind of looked at, I just knew it. I looked mm-hmm. in her eyes. I was like, this kid's testing me. Mm-hmm. I said, Lana, pick it up. Mm-hmm. And she just picked it up. And I said, put it on the coffee table. Mm-hmm. She did. I said, good girl. Thank you. Thanks. Nap time. Awesome. And that was it. Exactly. And I could have just let that go. But what mm-hmm. does that teach her? That it's okay to throw trash on the ground. Yeah. And, you, and, then, it, and I didn't yell at her and she never got upset. Mm-hmm. If anything, she respected me more because I set that boundary for her. Yep. Now she knows you don't throw trash on the ground. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to make point. it put it in the bin, but I'm not going to let it throw it on the ground. It's true. 100%. You know? And and that's you being aware of it, number one, and also not being scared to go, oh, but she won't like me. You know what I mean? And that's a whole fear of mistakes. She, like, she likes me more if she yeah. respects me and knows that I'm not a pushover and but that she I'm knows fair. That- I'm very yeah. fair. And also she- But then- but then she does want to hear what you say when it's good because she knows when you say, hey, I don't like that. Yeah. So, if you can tell I don't like that and then when I say, hey, I do like that, she knows yeah. you actually mean it. Yeah. You're not just saying it to yeah. be fair to yeah. her. You know, and to, and one more thing about the fear of mistakes is that if you make a mistake, own it, call, go back to that person, go, hey, last time I made a mistake, I screwed up. Yeah. I would like to fix it yeah. or don't do that again. You know, your conscience isn't going let to you, let you get away with that anyway. You can't go through life and not make it. If your conscience that. is telling you you made a mistake, then you better listen to it. Yes. Because you did. And and then put that ego side aside for a moment. Don't don't get rid of your ego. The, Alan Watts says the biggest trip going around is trying to remove your ego. Yeah. There is no removing of it. it you is, can listen to it. You need it. Yeah. You can't operate in the world without an ego. Yeah. Like that makes- Actually, doesn't make any sense. What you need to do is just not be consumed by your ego and have a time to listen to that gut feeling, your conscious, your conscience, to be that. Hey, let's not do that again. Mm. Now it worked for the dog yesterday, but today it didn't work. That's cool. And then most people are like, hey, I respect that. It's all good. You know what I mean? So I think that's really important. But what was the original point? Because we went off track. The first point. Uh, the second one. Where you just. Fear of mistakes and not knowing how to fix a behavior problem and then looking like a hack. Oh, no, no. And then getting the right clients. Oh, sorry. Getting the right clients who want to do the work and and who are accepting of balanced training methodology. Cool. So, we talked about the balance. Yeah. I think if people are listening to this, they know what balanced trainers are by now. Yeah. Versus purely positive. Use all four quadrants of the operant. Well, they don't say purely positive anymore because they know that's impossible. So, they say force free. Sorry. Force free community. Um, When people ask- They're like chameleons. They keep changing their name. Well, because they know that it's incorrect, right? Um, Look, I think- Now, when people do ask me, hey, are you a positive trainer? I go, look, I'm a balanced trainer. And let me explain that to you is that I use lots of positive reinforcement. And we can just go positive only if you like. However, you're going to find out that it's not truly correct. And it may not work. And also, if and everyone comments on how cool my dogs are and the way that I'm training your dog is the way that I've trained my dog. You see that they're confident, happy, and they're not scared. And they actually listen to me. And it's up to you where we go. But no, I won't. But I also, if I feel that it's in the safety of others, that I feel that you need to put up some boundaries, um, I will tell you how it is. And then we and look, and and no one's take really, a lot longer as well. Yeah, no one's ever said like has ever like made me leave their house mm. because of something that I've done because You're you got to read my dog. Yeah, you got to you got to and then also if they're going, "Ooh, it's like you got to read their body language." You'd be like, "Let's discuss that. Mm. Let's unpack that and understand it so we're all on the same page." And I say to everyone, "It is and it, and that is when you say unpack it, man, all of this comes down to education mm-hmm. and communication." And, correct. Yeah. And it, just not knowing what what's what it is what balance training is possibly at the start and you just explain it say look here we use this here we use this here we use this we've got four quadrants mm-hmm. we use all four mm-hmm. and if you've got like a you've got social media videos up and people have seen it that's how like how you're going to get the right clients clients are clients man they've got a dog they want to pay you money that's a client mm. how you're going to get the right clients is by doing what you've got to do and you'll filter out the bullshit or if there's someone on the phone that you feel that'll be shady, just book in that single session. If you guys don't resonate, they don't have to book in a second yeah. one. They don't have to commit to the four. Um, and I've had people going, hey, look, you know, I know we said we're going to do the four, but we just want to do today. And I'm like, cool. Well, then this is the fee for today. And then you guys think about it and come back to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, 
And also that comes down to who is the right client. What's someone who's going to agree with you? You're going to have people disagreeing with you. How else are you going to know what you're doing outside of yourself unless you record yourself and watch it or someone goes, hey, you did that. Why did you do that? That's why I said to everyone, anything that I do that you just don't understand, you don't like, just say it to me now so we can go through it or give you alternatives rather than not saying anything and then talking behind my back about something that I could have done something different or may or not have even known I've done it. Or maybe I can explain and then you understand it. So I think that communication is so important. I'm on the clock for you while I'm here or even afterwards if something came up that you you thought, mm, that's weird. Maybe I just want to ask him a little bit more of that. Just ask me. Mm-hmm. All I can do is explain it for you. Exactly. There's no harm in it. Don't asking. assume that someone knows what you're saying and don't assume that they know more than what you even, than what they know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people just have a dog. Next one. Okay. Balancing my job with starting the dog training business. So, he already has a full-time job. Uh, is a corporate job, is it? Not sure. Okay. Not having the energy to do the full-time job and attend to my home life, marriage, and also starting and running the dog training business. Setting the business up from an administrative point is the easy part for me as I've been doing marketing, selling, accounting, etc., cetera, uh, for the last 25 years. So, it sounds to me like he's- um, That's a real problem. He, he, That's he's a real probably one. a little bit comfortable in what he's doing. Mm. He has a certain level of experience and knowledge and uh, what some people call like career capital in that area, which a lot of that would would apply to dog training anyway, mm-hmm. because I think- um, I th- And this came up in actually one of the recent Canine Paradigm episodes where they had that sales guy on. Yeah. Um, uh, one of Pat's friends is that a lot of dog trainers may go in with a lot of knowledge and dog passion, passion about dogs and knowledge about dogs, but they may be lacking on that marketing and sales mm-hmm. side, whereas he's probably the opposite. Mm. But because he's comfortable in that, to go into a completely new industry and he's got kids, does he? I think so. Let's say he's got a family, kids. That's like, it's a big leap, man. Well, look, when, and this is something that, I can give my advice, but I can only compare to my experience is that when I started this, I lived at home. Yeah. I didn't, you were young. Yeah, I was young. I was like 20, 21. I didn't have real bills to pay. I tried to take on as many bills as I could. I told my parents I want to try to pay as much as my things, like everything car related, all my insurance stuff, whatever. Everything will be paid for, but I didn't really pay rent. I didn't pay for groceries unless it was my own stuff I wanted to get. So, I was in a position where I, I didn't even have to- You work. had a certain safety net. Yeah, I didn't have to do anything. No one yeah. relied on me. Yeah. Um, and You didn't have your own mouths to feed. Yeah, but even in saying that, I you still worked- You Leo back then. You have Tanya. No, yeah. of course. So, and, and, and in your own place to live, all that stuff, which all accumulates, and you need it. You need that security. But I still worked seven days. I still worked three jobs. When I was still starting Nutrispiritus, I worked at a training facility and then I also worked at the shelter and I was doing my own stuff. I was working like, was like that a slave. Back when you were at Pet Resorts? No, I worked at a different okay, a yeah. different place um, casually. So, I was like balancing it all out and then yeah. I knew that there was times where I had to give up some for the other and then it all kind of worked out. Mm. And so, that that was easy for me. Now, if I was to go and try something that now, obviously, it would be harder. I guess that's – I think my belief is that that's a real thing holding – holding him back is that if he just goes and boycotts what he's been doing, what's been working, then, you know, people that rely on him can't rely on him. And and maybe there has to be a bit of, all right, I'm going to save. Okay, I'm just thinking I'm asking now, right? We're going to save for um, so I can have enough for three months. And I'm going to try if your job is flexible enough to go, can I get those three days? Maybe go part-time. You know, part-time. Or, yeah. And then all, 
you know, and then that way that you're not taking out of a family life. This is how I see it. And Birdie Urshidi said this awesome. That's she's a psychologist. Uh, oh yeah, Birdie Urshidi. Yeah, yeah and her. she's a dog trainer. She's yeah, fuck, yeah. you know we're gonna get her on the show as well. Regular con, uh, regular guest on the Canaan Paradise. Yeah, she's she's awesome. The awesome right? Aussie slash Austrian um, psychologist. Yeah, man, I love her accent, bro. It's so, so cool. So <laughs> I cool. just listen to those episodes just to hear her accent. Yeah, <laughs> that's my confession. And um and something that I resonated with what she said, and and I truly believe it. And this is and it explained a lot after she said it, is that we have pillars, right? So, like, your pillars in life is, like, nutritious pooches and we have, like, being a dad and a husband and, you know, honouring your own physical development and your dogs and your um, your extended family duties and, you know, looking after your home. Like, you've got all these things, managing, like, and having time for your friends. And these are pillars holding up the, the, the ceiling of what you call your life, so to speak. And if you put all your energy into, into just work, yeah, but you're a crap friend, and you can't, you know, or you're a really good friend and you're a good dad, but you can't hold a job. Imbalanced, yeah. You know, like then what are you? You're not just your business, right? Yeah. And I think it's really important that people can give me all this advice, like friends with the best intentions going, bro, why don't you do this? And why haven't you done that? And I'd say, I've been servicing other parts of myself. Yeah. You know, like I'm not just like when people ask me, what do you do at a party? And they don't know who I am. Like, you mean for money? And, they'll, and it's always an awkward thing to say, but I actually mean it. It's like, what do I do? I love doing heaps of things and I don't just work like dog training. You know what I mean? And so it's important what he's saying and it's good that he's honoring. He's not going to you know, turn his back on his family duties because he wants to start this up. But there may be a bit of a sacrifice to begin with probably. But, you know, keeping all those pillars strong because you don't want to be later in life thinking, man, I had that opportunity. I didn't take it because I was scared That's of it, that thing, you know? So, you know, would, it's really hard. Yeah. What I do would, you reckon? I would, I would never. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I don't have a family in the sense that I don't have kids. Uh, I've got Rach, obviously, and I I, I want to provide yeah, for her. Bills to pay still, right? Of course, man. Um, so, that is definitely scary, but part of me feels like it's kind of like now or never. Mm-hmm. And... And if I didn't believe that, I probably wouldn't have signed up for the NDTF in the first mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there has to be, you know, how when Pat was on, he was talking about the like how how with Nepopo, it's like the bear and the million dollars, mm-hmm. the bear that's chasing you and the million dollars that you are you're chasing. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have to have a certain, probably a certain level of fear um, to push you over that threshold mm-hmm. to in order to take it seriously enough to go to go really hard and, and to go to get to a point where the business is sustainable. And look, and to be honest, because I don't know, he doesn't live in Sydney, um, so the market may be different, but it could be that it's a thing that I do on the Saturdays. We do group classes. I dig it. I'm around other dogs. And maybe that's where you're at with with what you want to do. Mm. You know what I mean? Or maybe you can, like, I know he's, he's um, I think his goal is to be doing it full time. But maybe for the next year or two, you do it as the the side gig. It's a bit of a side hustle. You go to every local vet and pet shop and yeah. dog groomer and you give them your cards and you have a chat with them and yeah. you keep up good rapport. And- That's another thing too, isn't it? Um, a, uh, finding the vets that will be happy to take you on, particularly with the- you don't want to get involved with any negative ideology around well, like balance no- training because there's definitely vets that won't 
that won't recognize and they you won't, as a balanced but trainer. But there's so many vets, but, right? But who cares? You walk yeah. in the door and say, "Look, I'm a balanced trainer. I yeah. use punishment. I use I use reinforcement." Well, like, if yeah, you have I wouldn't an issue use that, those. I just, I just want to know for sure. I wouldn't use those words. I'd say, "Hey, here's my YouTube channel. Here's my Facebook page. Check it out. This is what we do. This is my dog. Nice to meet you guys. Um, hey, look." Or when you just say, look, I'm not a force-free trainer, straight up. There's no point in me mincing words. I'd love for you if you ever have- um Look, I never say any of that shit just because I think that unless they ask, I'm completely open. I just say, hey, look, I'm a dog trainer. I want to help people. This is my card. They don't ask you? Look, there's some people that will ask. Mm. And if they ask, then you talk about it. And if they ask, it's generally because they probably don't want you to be a balanced trainer. Possibly. agree with that? Because because of their limited knowledge of it or whatever. For sure. But then I've had- I've I've heard this from clients have gone, look, I was at my vet and they said, um, if you want someone like here, there's two people out, uh, that we can recommend. Oh, so they'll take the cards of both kinds. Yeah, it's of like, thing. hey, yeah. he's a guy that um will discipline and, and, and get good results and you know, and, and maybe that's what you need for your dog. And here's the other one that is a lot more softer and gentler with, with their training approach and you can try them. Here's both yeah, of sure. them, call them up and they call me, we get the yeah, results. It's like if you go to a doctor, they're not always going to, they might have more than one, uh, you know, knee surgeon that they recommend you to. There might be more mm-hmm. than one, who knows? Like, and rock up there once a month and have a chat. Oh, do you need more cards? And you know, blah, blah, blah. Build so, a relationship. Of course, you know, and, and, and plus you've got a relationship with the vet that you, you know, you take these guys to as well yeah well like so the one that i've been going to for years um was right next to the shelter i worked at so they all knew me and that kind of helped but you know just you know if you're regularly going around and then when people the best way to get work is do a good job people talk about it it. man they go back to that pet store because they want to get the food again and they're going oh thanks for the recommendation he was awesome and it really worked and look at my dog and they're going huh that's not who cares what page you have and what videos you make it's about and then, because anyone can do that, bro. Do you track your leads when they come in? As always in, ask. You always ask, ask, yeah. Always. So you have a rough idea. That's going to be dog for dog trainers three. We've got a, I've got a set, a set things that I want to talk about, and we're going to encompass. Do you that. have a very accurate idea of how? Like my question is, do you think, do you think the amount of effort you put into your socials equals a lot of clients? For the first like five years, it didn't. It, it was like you just had to keep putting them up there just because you had to. Yeah. Now it's. Because we've got the podcast happening, and I guess my videos and me talking to talking to a camera is a weird thing to do. Mm. When you're like, okay, this is what we're gonna do, and like without feeling weird. So I think that little skill has gotten better. I wouldn't say it's good, and I wouldn't say my YouTube channel's got like a billion people or anything. No. Um, it's actually not as good as I would but like. Most it. of your work comes from word of mouth, right? Word of mouth, and then now people are saying, oh yeah, no, on a Facebook group, mm. people recommended it. Yeah, but then when they, but then you have to have something. So then they go, oh yeah, cool. Who's that guy? Oh, what, do you have his, his website? Kind of portfolio. Yeah, they yeah. check back on the website. Instagram, they check back on the yeah. videos, yeah. even though they don't hit like. It's still a view. They checked yeah. it out. They're going, hey, you know, actually, He's legit. Yeah. So many people. We've said this before. Like even in the last week, I had like four out of four clients I saw the other day said, we've been listening to the podcast that you told us to because I give them a link. Listen to some episodes. They've started with some things, and it's um, and they've been really finding like. He's three, two people in that one day said, I listen to it while I'm out walking with my dog. Yes, sick. So, while you're walking and listen to this, how's it going? Um, My only rule is, my only request is, if you're listening to the podcast while you're with the dog, that's all good. Just keep the phone in your pocket. (laughs) Because it's like my pet pet hate, man. I see it all the time and it just breaks my heart. I can't can't let it go. Look, I think there's some days where I'll be continuing to listen to that thing because I've I was like, oh, I can't wait to listen to it. But no, you can listen. I just want the phone in the pocket. Exactly. Don't look at the screen while you're walking your beautiful sure. animal next but to But even yesterday, I went for a fat walk, massive. And I'm like, should I play the thing? I'm like, no, no, I want to hear the world around me. Yeah. And I want to just be with solitude. my thoughts. Yeah. So, you know, but um, but yeah, I, 
actually when you- That's even- actually, that's an episode that I want to do um, maybe the next time we record. Um, it's just some stuff I've been thinking about recently, trying to- um, Trying to live a bit more of an analog life, mm-hmm. so we'll we'll talk about that in the next nice. one. So that's one for you guys to listen to. Perfect. But I'm going to put together a bit of a structure for it. But yeah. some things I've been listening to a lot of different thought leaders and podcasts, and um, reading some books about this kind of stuff. And um, yeah, we, we'll talk about that next time. Oh. But it's along the same vein, you know. Like you were saying, you're walking the dog, uh, and you're thinking, hey, you know, I'm going to take this moment to be in solitude in nature with my animal as opposed to like maybe having an ear body and not having the phone, just trying to be more present. Trying, trying to live like like our parents or our grandparents mm-hmm. live. Well, you get zapped, bro. Like when you're driving and listening to the podcast, which I do all the time, that's a, that's a different drive than having nothing on and just driving. Yeah. Depending on where you're at and what you need, yeah. you should know yourself and we'll go into that. Ooh. I think that's a good one. Ooh. Have we answered most of that? Um, For him, yeah. Marriage Pretty life. Much. Look, you know, like just yeah, I think we have setting up in and just bro, and I, and we've and I've spoken with him before, so he's heard me. Just do it, bro. Let us know how you're going, and then we can have you in on the on the podcast and see how you're going. That's, yeah, we'll put that out there for you. It's but, hard. Uh, it's hard to um, like I'm in a very similar situation. It's very hard to pass judgment on on people like this guy. Not even this guy specifically, but. I totally understand because I've had similar feelings about it's scary, man. Like, and I, you know, and you're in, I'm in my like sort of mid thirties, and um, you know, what if what if it doesn't work out? But the it's listen li- the, the listen be- to some Gary V, and it would keep you in check, of course. And I'd much <laughs> rather I'd much rather give it my all and and have it fail that way rather than be fearful. To the point where I never give it enough mm-hmm. to have given it a proper chance in the first place. Yeah. If that makes sense. Of course. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know, you want to have a story to tell. You know, um, so we talked about this before we started recording, but I think it's kind of, you know, um, applicable here is that um, I was listening to a Jim Carrey doco that he was, it's on Netflix. You won't see much of any docos on Jim Carrey. So if you want to listen, watch it, watch it. It's freaking cool. Um, but I cut right to the chase at the end where he said something like, if you're willing to get out there, especially in an actor's role or yeah. something like here where, yeah, we're doing a job, but we're talking about people talking about us and getting referrals, not like you just work for some guy at the painting shop. You know, it's a different, yeah. right? So there's a certain part of this is that you want to get attention or get some sort of momentum. It's part of your character as well as your ability. You can be really good, but if you're an introvert and don't say much and don't say things clearly, how is anyone going to learn from you, you know, mm. unless you're just the trainer at the board and train, but you don't, you don't see the public, you're just doing the hard work, which is fine as well. Um, but if you're going to be out there and representing yourself, that's how I made this connection is where Jim said, if you're going to get out there and be out in the public face and you have to have, there's two routes to do. It's either you put that mask on and make everyone love you, but you may not really be yourself or even love yourself or no one even gets to know the true self. Because And the reason why you put that mask on and get out there is because you want people to love you, but not to hate you and to put you down. Or you completely own who you are, take on all the love and take on all the hate and live with that and- Feel that suffering, but also be cool because you know it's you and you, and you have nothing to run from. Where if you're always putting that mask on and pretending to be somebody else, well, you can't that's be, draining. You can't be. You cannot be all things to everyone all the time. Oh, I love that. You know. You know. So part of that is what mask are you wearing? Are you willing to take the mask off from time to time? And there is a mask. Like you know, 
we're here now. Of course. And I have, there's a, like, even when I had Nick on, it was the other day, because I'm not the best morning person, right? So I'm driving, it was like, yeah, I was a little bit quieter. And, um, and as soon as I get out of the car, I'm like, let's do this. And then as soon as the door open, you're boom, on. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and, and, That's and Pavlovian, then, bro. Totally, right? Yeah. Cause you got the gear on, you got the bag. It's yeah. like, it's all the action. Yeah, but yeah, also yeah. as soon as a guy opens the door, hey, how's it going? So nice yeah. to meet you. Um, you know, this is Nick, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. him, like, and it was good for, for, for young Nick to see that. But also it was good because I didn't really realize it that dum, 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 you're cruising, cruising, and you put on that mask, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Now, that isn't a bad mask. It just means that you know how to keep that in check. But also, look, people have said it, and it's a good compliment for me, and it's also good recognition that, look, man, what you hear from Panos on what he does is the same person. And like, and I like to be as much of that as possible. And if yeah. you don't – and there's certain things that I don't want people to talk shit about me and bombard my page and make me feel like shit. Yeah. And there is a sense of trying to appeal to people because that's part of my personality for sure. Yeah. But also more lately to just, hey, man, just be you because then at least they're talking about the real you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And spend that time in reflection wherever it is in a super hot bath, fill it with Epsom salt to sit there for an hour and just be, have your eyes closed, turn every single light off in that bath so you're in a dark, dark place. Yeah. And that's how you know who you're with yourself and yeah. spend more time in that place. And then the more you're comfortable with that sense of yourself, yeah. you can bring that out into the real world. And I think that's, that's how I think, that's how I operate. And then when you're in that space, meditation or even just quiet reflection, whatever you want to call it, then you, then those things will pop up and then you reconcile them there rather than trying, then getting anxious when you're in the position and going, I haven't rehearsed this yet. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think you got this, bro. And, you know, you think I wasn't scared when the first, like I remember my first clients, they, they were like walking past my house and see my dog and they're going, oh my God, we just got a dog. Please come to our house and train. I'm like, oh, okay. What about more so when, you, when you left, um, when you left pet resorts? How was that? Was that as in because you already had like a full-time gig basically not, was, did you find that a little bit I wasn't training dogs then. I know that, but you had a, you had a full, you had a salary. Yeah. At a, at a facility where you could have eventually mm-hmm. gone into dog training and, mm-hmm. you, and you made the decision to go out on your own. So, that is a very- That's a leap of faith, right? Yeah. Did you find that a little bit well, scary? Well, what happened was- No, it wasn't specific with that. So, I went back to the shelter. Yeah. After I had- I'm like, they accepted me back, which was awesome. So, I had a job. Yeah. Working like three days a week, four days a week. And as I said, I was doing the odd, odd jobs at the other place. And then after that, I was doing Nutris Pooches. I left the other training place, won't say their name, and then I was at the shelter and we had that, we probably spoke about this, we had the disagreement about certain things, balanced training, they didn't like it, Mm. they thought it was whatever, whatever. I made myself casual because I knew that, well, look, I want to go on a casual basis so then I can service more of my work and then- More of your own clients. Of my own, of Nutris Pooches. And then, um, and that's when the, and this is how like the universe worked for me, was that- that next week, I rocked up thinking that we had a meeting on, and they go, oh, "No, the meeting's um, not on today. It's like tomorrow, or whatever." I'm like, "Okay, that's cool, whatever." I live down the road, and then I'm like, "Oh, let me know when I'm next on." He's like, "Oh, look, at, at this stage, like we don't have you uh, on yet." Your and I'm like, "Just magically disappeared." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, now I, I go I to know casual. What's going on. Yeah, yeah, I go to, and I called him out on it, and I was pretty intense. Yeah. Now, normally this would have triggered me to get like super angry, but I actually got super emotional because yeah. I was like so frustrated. Yeah. Well, I'm like, oh, so now I'm going to casual and magically I don't have any shifts and I've been here for three years. Yeah. Oh, come on, man, that sucks. Um, and then and then that's how it worked. I swear to God, the next day, now I have being jobless and only having my own business, 
the phone started ringing and I started <laughs> and getting jobs. Since. <laughs> so, so since then I was like, oh my gosh. It hasn't I, stopped ringing for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, that's true too, right? Driving me crazy. So as soon as you leave room for something, yeah, I swear. Doors, bro. It will come to you, man. Yeah. It will come to you. And whether that it happens mystically, whether it happens from your own intention or your hard work, yeah. um, or maybe you just perceive it that way and it was going to happen anyway. But you got to have that faith, bro, whatever it is that mm. that you bow your head to. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. The great spirit, the That's great it. mystery. Good don't, note. To- don't try to figure it out. That's it, man. <laughs> All right. Good note to finish on. Totally. Um, so, yeah. our friend, our interstate friend over there, I hope that helps you out. And, and any, other, any other dog trainers who are sort of – I got a lot out of this as well because, like I said, there's, there's a lot of parallels with what I, my situation at the moment. Um, but I think you gotta you got to back yourself. Yeah. Because if you don't, no one else will. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know? I love that. you got to back yourself before anyone else will. So – that's the plan. You're born alone, you die alone. <laughs> <laughs> Much it. love to you all, man. Thanks for listening. And um, yeah, you know what to do. Talk about us. Sh- share this episode with a friend. Yeah. Uh, or uh, When you leave a review, talk about an episode or this episode that you liked and then put it on that review so then people know what it is that you specifically liked and, and that really helps us out. And any way that you can support us, do it. And yeah. Keep listening to us if you enjoy us. That's tell it. us, tell us that you like it, so at least we get a bit of dopamine. Oh yeah, and we're rec- we're recording this on the second of August now. We had another massive month of growth. We're growing like basically f- between thirty and fifty percent month on month now, yeah. which is great. And I hope I I'm hope excited. that means that people are getting value out of it. Um, we put a, you know we we kind of give up our weekend afternoons to do this. So I hope that it means that people enjoy it and yeah. um, that's all that we can ask for. And their really. dogs are happy for it. That's it. Well, yeah. that's what I was saying, man. Like at the start, there was that bit of a disconnect for me still as well before I go and get more hands on with the dogs. Mm-hmm. I hope the dogs are the ones that are benefiting out of totally. all of this information as well. I think someone cancelled their session I was going to see with them last next month because of all the stuff we put out. They're like, oh, I think most of our problems are fixed now, so thanks. <laughs> I'm like, well, there you go. Ah, shit. <laughs> no, it's, it's awesome. I love it because it is what it is and I'm sure something good come from it later, but who Odds cares, are they're going to refer you to someone else. And anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter, man. We're, 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 we're leaving this earth with something that we've done. So, you're so Your calendar's so full now, you can't keep it was, up. It's a relief. If some, yeah. I just fill it in as, with someone else. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See ya. Thank you for listening to another show of Life With Your Dog. Please like, rate and share if you're enjoying our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. For all dog training videos, tips and techniques, visit nooches.com.au. Thank you and stay tuned for next time.